My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, Scott, my biggest fear is not someone not paying me on the first of the month anymore. Yeah? You've got a new fear. Yeah, I got a new fear. It is I, October. I mean, you, you should know. be afraid of something. <laughs> it's Halloween month. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just fearful that this federal government is just getting in our business way too much. That's my fear. Maybe we should change the intro. Maybe I should say, my biggest fear yeah. is being partners with the federal government. I see those kind of, scre- you know, it is Halloween, Halloween month, but I, I see those kind of creepy skeleton hands that <laughs> are kind of just slowly, slowly, slowly getting into our business. They are. They are. Well, welcome to today's podcast. Uh, Scott Aubrey is joining me. Scott, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, like us, subscribe to us. We're trying to, to really help landlords become that, that first property owner to that seasoned landlord. And there's a lot to this business. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things we're going to talk about today is projecting the future and where this, this industry is going and how the government is trying to manipulate it. So, you know, like I said, go ahead and subscribe so you make sure and you get all of our latest uh, podcasts. Hey, we're both landlords. Um, we feel like almost the most important thing we can do is properly screen our applicants because we are turning over a two, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar yeah. asset to them, and it's our livelihood, right? It's right. my retirement. It's what I'm going to pass on to my kids. It's my legacy. It is what I do. It is important to me, and I think one of the most important things we teach here is proper screening. Right. Yeah. Right. And and so, what do you do when you you screen somebody? Right. It's almost like having a tool belt. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the different things we do in our tool belt? Yeah, I mean, right? we're doing we're doing credit. Right. We're doing a criminal background. We're looking at eviction histories. Right. Uh, we're looking at really anything, any data that we can get that might affect right. their ability to right. occupy our property and pay the rent. Landlord verifications, employment yeah. income. I mean, we are getting a lot of data because we want to protect our investment. Yeah. Yep. Right. Due diligence. Right. And and I just feel like this this government is coming in and just slowly chipping away if they can kill one of those tools in the tool belt maybe we might go oh, okay yeah we, we can we can do yeah. without that tool but then the next tool the next tool and the reason i say this is because in april of 2022 secretary fudge who's a secretary of the department of uh, housing and urban development hud has come out and said i'm instructing all departments in the next six months to look at every memo form process communications that discriminate against people who have criminal history and this is all due october 14th well we're in it's october 12th today this is due in two days you don't shoot out your bullet right and your intentions and all this comes in and then you just ignore it right so i will tell you in 2023 we are going to get some new hud guideline about the the need to do criminal backgrounds. And I really think they're angling it towards criminal backgrounds doesn't affect their ability to pay rent. Okay. So that's their thesis. Does criminal history affect their ability to pay rent? And if it doesn't landlords, you shouldn't worry about it Mm -hmm. and you should take them. Okay. As landlords, I think we know our, our idea of what, how we feel about that. Right. But 
Yeah. I, I hate it because yeah. I know like my, before I even run numbers and we're going to run a lot of numbers yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. Right. But before I even run numbers, my gut says to me, if I didn't run criminal history, I'm not going to find a lot of information that I need. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they druggies? Am I going to have a meth house? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to be at my house? Are there going to be parties at my house? How do they live? You know, do yeah. they do they fight the police when they get you know questioned? Do they or do they have assault charges, domestic violence? I mean, it lets me know since I'm really picking up a business partner, right? How that relationship is going to go the next one, two, three, four, five years, if it lasts that mm-hmm. long? Yeah, if it, yeah, right. If it lasts that long. I mean, the reality is we all want to rent to somebody and almost put it on autopilot and get about our lives, and our rent comes in and life is great. Yep. Right. But this federal government has a way of just slowly chipping away things. And one of my earliest memories of this was the cigarette industry. Do you remember the cigarette industry, late 70s, early 80s? We were young back then. We were young, right? yeah. We were, little ki- we were impressionable young men. We were impressionable young men. Yeah. We were watching TV, maybe black and white, you right. know, and little <laughs> color back then. Little tiny screens. Yep. And a camel. The camel would come on. He'd be puffing away on the uh-huh. TV, right? And he's kind of cartoonish. Right. And the government came in and said, yeah, you're really catering to kids, and we don't want kids to pick up smoking. I'm not fighting whether that's a good or bad. Right. I, I'm personally not a smoker, and I actually think it's a good thing that kids don't smoke. Yeah. But that's not my point today. My point is how when they want something, they slowly chip away at it, okay? I remember flying on an airplane to Florida, the fuselage is completely full of smoke. Right. And that was my first experience flying and having to just suck in all this smoke. Yeah, right? we didn't even know what secondhand smoke was. Right. Back. It didn't have a name right. back then. We'd go into restaurants and someone yep. right next to the table would be, I mean, we were around smoke yeah. all the time as kids. And so they came out with some some rules of saying now, no smoking on an airplane, mm-hmm. no smoking in restaurants, restaurants. right? No, no advertising towards kids. Right. My favorite was they put the little warning on, on the, the packs box. Of yeah, the packs of cigarettes. As yeah. if we didn't know yeah. that inhaling right. smoke down into our lungs was a bad thing. Right. right? Nobody runs into the burning building <laughs> to, to, to take a big hit, right? Do you remember anything else? They just came after the tobacco industry. Just yeah, one I mean, I mean after yeah, one. just no, no public place, no public buildings, no public parks. I mean, there, it really has become where you're um, almost segregated out to say you can smoke here, but that's it. Right, right. Yeah. Now, the, the debate I'm making is: Do you have the freedom, you know, to smoke, or or do you, got, or does it, is that taken away from you from the government yeah. now? And so still, you still can do it. Once again, not a smoker, not arguing for that. If I was a smoker, I probably would think that my freedoms were being taken away yeah. from me. I'm not right. a smoker, so I don't worry about it. Maybe the people at HUD aren't landlords, so they're not really worried about mm-hmm. our side. They're worried about the criminal element that's on the streets or yeah. or whatever. But um, so the government has a way of slowly chipping away at things, and I think our industry is targeted right now. And based on this memo she put out, I really think they're going to try to make a correlation with does criminal history affect the ability to pay? And I'm going to tell you right now, with our data we're about to share with you, the answer is yes, it does. Yeah, it's a resounding yes. It's a resounding yes. So if you would explain to us, um, so what we did is we, we, we pulled data from every applicant, tens of thousands that came into Rent Perfect in the year 2022. So January till yeah, October. Yeah, 10 months. We have a 10-month okay. sample here. 
And we pulled everybody who had no criminal history ever. And um, well, we pulled everybody and then looked at their criminal history, right? right. We pulled the whole group and then right. But yeah. when we sliced it up, mm -hmm. we took everybody who had no criminal history, right? And we got a score, right? Right. Whether it was high, low, or no score, right? Then we pulled it. We sliced it out. Pulled everybody who had a, a criminal history within the last year, mm -hmm. and then everybody within the last three years, and then everybody has criminal history within the last yeah. five years. And a lot of us go out to seven years in our criteria right. on their criminal history. But this sample, Scott, comes from all over the nation, right? Yep, and, and all types of properties. In all types of duplexes, single family, multifamily, this is a broad range mm -hmm. of data that we, we have pulled. So I just wanted to lay that out. We also broke it up into three categories. Explain the three categories to us. So three categories are those that have no credit. Okay. Those that have below 600 score, Okay. which most landlords... That still might be a no-go. They might even have a 650 or something as a Because our average floor. renter is 625. Is 625. Yeah. So we even went below the average right. renter. We took it at 600. Yeah. So our normal floor might be 625, but below 600. And then those that were above 600 with their credit score. Okay. Perfect. So with those who had no criminal history across the United States and all properties, what did we find? So no criminal history, uh, we're finding that 20% of them had no credit. Okay. Which could be they might be young. They might be new to the, you know. First apartment, first rental place, whatever, right? 21% uh, below 600. Okay. And then almost 59% above a 600 score. Okay. So if you have somebody applying with your property there's that has no criminal mm -hmm. history, there's a 60% chance that they have a 600 or higher right. score. What might be an acceptable credit score to most landlords. Right. Yeah. And you have a... 39, 40% chance that they're going to have no credit mm -hmm. or credit underneath 600. Right. Okay. So, so kind of a 60, 40, yeah. you know, is kind of what, what I look at. Um, so when we sliced out and we said, okay, show us all the applicants who have a criminal history within the last year. And let me just say, this is yeah. felonies and this is misdemeanors. We didn't pull out specific ones. Um, 80% of these are misdemeanors, 20% of these are felonies when we look at criminal history. But just, we didn't even care about that at this point. Yeah. We just said anybody with any kind of criminal history, this is not traffic citations, this is not infractions, <coughs> this right. is this is criminal misdemeanors and criminal felonies. Did that change anything? Yeah. So 70%. Okay. 70% were under 600. 27 had no, 43% had a, you know, had a below 600. Okay. So collectively... I mean, collectively, 70% of those people don't really have a credit score that most landlords go, this is someone I want in my property, right? So 30% of them were above 600. Okay. So half. Okay, so we had 60% mm -hmm. above 600 when you right. had no criminal no history. Yep. And just going with those with one year, now we have 30% 30%. So above 600. So twice as likely, okay. twice as likely, right, to, to have an above 600 score if there's no criminal history. Okay. Which I think is a pretty significant number. If you cut, you know, fifty percent, fifty percent haircut on that is pretty significant, right? But you know, it's interesting. That's it's not no criminal history. That's just criminal history within the last it's one year. Year, yeah, right. We didn't right. even get to the guy that offended two years ago, three, three years ago, five, yeah, yeah. So let's move on to mm -hmm. that next three years. So this is this is someone who applied with us in twenty twenty two, and they have a criminal history within the last three years. We opened up that mm -hmm. criminal history window. What right. did we find? So almost those numbers exact um, almost reflect exactly what we saw at one year. So 30% no credit, 42% below 600, 28% above 600. Okay. So and whether yeah, what what are, what amazed me is as we talk through this, I mean, let me just comment now, but there's a consistency here 
whether it's one year, three year, five year, those numbers are pretty consistent. Okay, so um, those people who have a criminal history within the last five years or the last three years or just one year ago, mm-hmm. there is a consistent pattern. Yeah, it's a one, one to two percent change either way. Right. Which, if we're looking at the government, that's acceptable margin of error. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's super consistent. Okay, so we don't really even need to get into a lot of details, though we can if you're interested and you you want say, hey, what if this? How, you know, give me a scenario. Mm-hmm. We might pump out some statistics for you and show you if you're a college or you're the government or you're listening to this and you need something. And we're not, obviously not going to give you any private information, right. but we're happy to share this because we believe that the correlation shows that you're twice as much to have 600 and above if you have no criminal history within one year, three Mm -hmm. years, five Five years. years. doesn't doesn't matter matter than if you do have a criminal history. Mm -hmm. You're at 30% above 600. So um, we're we're not advocating anything other than does criminal history correlate with credit? And it does. Yeah. Because the reason you were below 600 on your credit is you didn't pay a car payment. You didn't pay a mortgage. You didn't pay a credit card. Mm-hmm. Or you have a collection. You didn't pay something. That's why you're under 600. Right. What, why would we or the federal government think, oh, but you would still pay your rent? Yeah. I mean, the rent's your, your, your largest payment every month. Why, if you can't pay the lower payments, what makes what, us yeah, think what's the expectation we there? could make, make the higher payments? And right. so, um, you know, it's interesting. We've got a lot more data, but it's hard to really explain it online but just know that people with no criminal history are twice as as likely to have a better credit score yeah it so just comes out in the facts here. right so when landlords when you hear if there's legislation or things like that getting discussed in your area that's even considering hey let's move remove criminal background from from all you know landlording decisions right you got to put your hand up and fight you do you got to say hey you wait do. wait 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 this is, this is going to impact me. And I think most landlords would say, from personal experience, if you're a seasoned landlord, you'd, from personal experience, you'd say, oh, yeah, I know the guy that had criminal history that moved in. Uh, it's right. oftentimes the guy that stiffed me. Right. He's the guy I ended up evicting three months later. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's important that we know that we do get that criminal history. You could say, well, Dave, if, if the statistics doesn't change, why, do, why, even do, why can't we just go off a credit bureau? And I can tell you that there's a lot more as a landlord um, to getting the rent. There's how are you going to take care of my property? But mm-hmm. this podcast isn't so much about that. It is just strictly, is there a correlation between credit and criminal? Yes, there is. And you need both. Don't let them chip away. Because mm-hmm. if they chip away at this criminal history, what's the next thing they're going to chip away at? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're already seeing them chip away in, in places that like yeah. source of income or do, can you even pay for this? But right now, they even came out and said, hey, if you use any kind of scoring algorithm, you have to give, you have to give an adverse action letter that's very specific to why. Right. I mean, they're already slowly chipping away at, at the scoring models. They're chipping away at the criminal history. And, uh, and we need this stuff. We need Absolute, this stuff yeah. if we're going to be successful Absolutely. landlords. So hopefully you realize there is a correlation uh, between people with a criminal history, whether it's a misdemeanor, whether it's a felony, doesn't matter. Um, you know, those, cr- those credit scores are much higher if you don't have a history. So, Scott, thanks for joining us yeah. today. And until next time, continue to rent perfect.